Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, on Sirius XM Channel 80, and on Watch ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm Amber Wilson. She's Courtney Cronin. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. You can find her at Courtney R. Cronin. You can find me at Amber W. Sports. You can also give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have been busy breaking down all things Week 10 in the NFL. We're even going to get into a little college football on today's show. And Courtney, the latest on Josh Allen is that he is minute-to-minute, not just day-to-day, which, by the way, I don't really know what the difference is there between minute-to-minute and day-by-day, but I think what the Bills are indicating to us is that they are not going to give us any information until the very last moment that they can give us information on Sunday, which is going to frustrate fantasy owners, but certainly also frustrate us when we look at the potential for that Bills matchup with the Vikings. This has got gamesmanship written all over it. And there's no – I'm not taking away from the severity of the UCL injury that that Josh Allen has in his right elbow, but fact is he was at practice today, sees the cameras, and runs off uh, out of the field house. So, like, what are we doing here? This is adding a little bit more intrigue to a game that already has a ton of intrigue with the 7-1 and Vikings coming to town. It is crazy how that Josh Allen injury has affected the line, according to our friends at Caesar Sportsbook. I mean, where it opened on Sunday, with Buffalo an eight and a half point favorite. And then by Wednesday at 3 p.m., Buffalo a three and a half point favorite. Like the line dramatically shifts because of that Josh Allen injury. So we are still waiting on the latest there, but the latest on Josh Allen is that he is minute to minute. We are going to bring in Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst, to talk all things NFL. And before I get to Josh Allen or anything with the NFL, though, Sam, you are a proud Texan alum. The biggest matchup in college football this weekend is when fourth-ranked TCU heads to Austin, takes on your 18th-ranked Texas uh, team. So what do you make of this matchup? Texas, your team, favored by 7.5 points in this matchup. Can I make a corny joke and say this is a Texas size matchup? Is that allowed to say? Like I said, okay, cool. I made a joke. All right, so no, I'm so excited about this matchup. Why? A couple reasons. Number one, TCU is amazing. Like, and people have been hating on TCU. But I mean hating, like, remember the first rankings came out. They weren't in the top four. They were undefeated. Kendra Miller, over 1,000 yards, one of the best backs that no one talks about. Max Duggan has been playmaking. This is the number four offense in all of college football. Yet now they're number four. And in the rankings, people are still saying, well, it's TCU, it's the Big 12. They've been down. They don't really they, they, they give up leads, all these kinds of things, or they have to come from behind. Yet now they get a chance to prove it. Right? You get a chance to prove it against a team that Texas is, is, has three losses by a combined 11 points, number one, number two, you get a chance to prove it against your old coach and Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson uh, is now the special assistant to the head coach at Texas, and he's led, led Texas to one of the top defenses, second in points in the Big 12, and they don't give up explosive plays. They've only given up six rushes over 20 yards, haven't given up a 100-yard rusher. I say all these things to say TCU's offense gets a chance to be tested against one of the best defenses in the Big 12. And then defensively, TCU has an opportunity to be able to answer the bell. What is that bell? Ding, ding, ding. You guys don't know how to play defense. You've given up 
53 plays of 20 yards or more. That's last in the Big 12. We're going against B. John Robinson, one of the best backs in college football, backs in college football, and Quinn Ewers, who either went healthy or went playing good, is a really good quarterback. Obviously, he's a redshirt freshman, so he's young. So all I'm saying is national TV, game day is going to be there, night game in Austin, prove all the doubters and haters wrong. That's why I'm excited. And then I'm also excited because I'm a Texas fan, and so if Texas wins, I'm happy. If TCU wins, they're in Texas, I'm happy. Texas-sized matchup. There you go. Win-win all, <laughs> win-win all around for Sam Macho. So that's the big matchup in college this weekend. The big one in the NFL Week 10 uh, is Packers and Cowboys. But before we get into that one, I want to ask you about the other uh, the other big one that we've been looking at. You heard Amber talk about Josh Allen and his elbow. They face kind of a conundrum right now because they're 0-2 in the division. They want to be able to lock up home field advantage for themselves in the playoffs. I think you rest Josh Allen this week and save him for those more important games, but the Vikings are 7-1, and one, and they are coming to town in Week 10. What should the Bills do with Josh Allen? Well, Courtney, you're right. I think they should rest him, and, and I think that there's wisdom in, rest, in resting him. I think there's wisdom uh, in, in not trying to rush Josh Allen back in November. You need Josh Allen healthy in, not even December, you need him healthy in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that every game matters, and that's a real thing. And, yes, they're 0-2 in the division. Um, but what if you play him now and it gets worse? Right? That's a real thing you have to consider. And so, in my opinion, don't play Josh Allen. I think you can win with Case Keenum. Honestly, Case Keenum, people say he's a backup quarterback, all these things. Back in Minnesota, was that 2018 or so? Like, dude was winning games with, with Stephon Diggs. Um, last year, when he came in, 2-0 as a backup in Cleveland when he started. And so I think you can win with a defense that's one of the best in, in the NFL. Um, I, I think with the receivers that they have, right, Stephon Diggs I know gets most of the targets, but now maybe with Case Keenum, the targets can be spread out more. Gabe Davis can be get more targets right now. Singletary, the second leading receiver on that team. Maybe you can spread the targets out more. Case Keenum, 10-year vet. I think you can still beat the Vikings with Case Keenum. I don't think – and then Von Miller's there too. So I don't think this team – Buffalo should still be confident – um, this week, next week, moving forward. Now, for, if he's out for the rest of the season, that's a whole different story. You know what I mean? But if you pl- try to play him now and he does get injured more, I think you have bigger concerns than home field advantage. ESPN football analyst Sam Acho joining us here on Canteen. Carlin, Amber Wilson, Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. So, Sam, you know how it works around here. Bart Scott said the thing. Then Chris Canty doubled down on the thing that Bart Scott said, and everyone freaked out about the thing. Now, the thing was that Bart Scott said that Jalen Hurts has overtaken Dak Prescott as the better quarterback. What say you? I, I need to hear what y'all think about the thing. I straight up, like Amber, I didn't hear what you and Courtney think about the thing because I we, do know, like somebody says a thing, we double down about the thing. Like, yeah, we, we both thing? think it's way too early that the Jalen Hurts sample Thank size you. is Thank far you. too small and that this conversation's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and and if I could add to that, Dak Prescott's been hurt. He was hurt for five games this year. He's only played three games this year, and so like I got, I get the whole okay, well sample size with Dak. He's he's already had so many years in the NFL and hasn't won a playoff game and all these, but it's like. If we're top, it's easy to over, overtake someone when someone is sitting on the sideline. You know what I mean? Like, that's easy. I want you to overtake them when you match up against them in a game this year. I want you to overtake them when you go win a playoff game and they have it. Like, that to me is what overtaking looks like. And so um, that's my take. And I'm sticking to it. Well, and, and the chance that they could potentially have, that we could all potentially have to see the overtaking happen would be in the NFC Championship game. That's my bet right now. Eagles and Cowboys 
playing for a trip to the Super Bowl. And the Cowboys have a game this weekend that had a lot of intrigue around it earlier this season with the Green Bay Packers. Well, the Packers are kind of in a downward spiral, so to speak, at three and six. I know that everybody wants to put the blame on Aaron Rodgers, and the fact is he was awful last week against the Detroit Lions with three red zone interceptions. Can they work this their way out of this rut? Do you see any possible way that the Packers can get back on track here this season? Better question, Courtney, if I may. And knowing your background and history with the with what you do at ESPN and also with the Bears. Let's say they lose, let's say Packers lose this game. And then Packers lose next week, next week, right? Can the Packers beat the Bears in, in three weeks or four weeks from now? That's the question. At least in my opinion, right? I played with the Bears. You covered the team. You still cover the team. I mean, like, that's really what I want to know. Like, would that be the demise of Aaron Rodgers, right? You go you three and six or however, whatever your record is right now. Three, three and nine, Bears come to town. That's what I want to know. Maybe it's, not, maybe it's too early to ask that question. You got to get to doubt through Dallas first. But I'm just saying, people are talking about benching Aaron Rodgers. Well, shoot. Used to own the own the Bears. Who's owning who now? That's that's well, what I'm thinking about. What say the, you? Do the Bears even want to win that game, guys? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, we'll see where wanna, we're at. Nah, Courtney, you know better than most. They Bears ain't trying to. They're trying to Aaron Rodgers winning all over them. <laughs> so, but anyways, I think the Cowboys. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You know, it, it's hard. Aaron Rodgers has been struggling. The Packers have been struggling. Uh, he's thrown seven interceptions this year. Last time he did, he did that, I believe, was in 2016. I mean, this is not good all the way around. And I don't think the Cowboys are sitting around being like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the game that they come back and, and Aaron Rodgers gets his win. I think defensively the Cowboys have, obviously, number three defense in the NFL, number four against the pass. Like, they they know how to get after the quarterback, Michael Parsons and company. So I don't see this as a bounce-back game for, for Green Bay. Sam, I got one more quick one for you here on the way out. Uh, did Tom Brady turn the entire season around in 40 seconds? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, yes, but it wasn't just him and it wasn't in 40 seconds. I think the way the defense played in that game, and in addition to what he did on that last drive with you know however many minutes left, I think that helped turn the season around. And the Panthers winning yesterday. Four and five right now, the, the Bucks are four and five and leading the division. They've been written off and they're number one in their division. They've been written off and they have an easy path to the playoffs. So if the defense can play like they did in all their wins, not even better, forget that. Defense can play like they did last week against the Rams, 206 total yards, as opposed to how they did the week before, 231 rushing yards against the Ravens. You do that, just give Tom Brady a chance. Don't make him try to do everything. He's, that's not who he is right now, right? You need a team. Be a team. Let's be the people who let Tom Brady go out the way he's supposed to go out, not like, not like Aaron Rodgers look like he's about to go out right now. I'll put it that way. Uh, you can follow him at the Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst Sam Acho. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Tune in for a college football doubleheader tomorrow as Ole Miss hosts Alabama, followed by TCU at Texas, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, the Washington Commanders have been in the news for all the wrong reasons. I mean, what's new there, right? Uh, we will get into the latest with that situation. This is Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. Celebrating Veterans Day with Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Radio. The shape and the direction of the world and our country was molded by those men and women, brave men and women, um, you know, to be able to be here today, to play a game we love, to live in a free country. Um, you know, we know that it's because of the sacrifice of so many, and we're so appreciative. 
ESPN Radio celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You now have the D.C. Attorney General, which has announced a civil lawsuit. For colluding to deceive residents of the District of Columbia about their investigation into a toxic workplace culture. And it's just one more instance where it will provide other people more ammunition to try to want to see Dan Snyder sell this football team. You're listening to Canteen Carlin, Amber Wilson, and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. And Courtney, you heard it there on the intro. The Attorney General for Washington, D.C. has filed a civil lawsuit against the Washington Commanders, against team owner Daniel Snyder, against the NFL, and against NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell for allegedly colluding to deceive fans and district residents about the league's investigation into the Washington Commanders' toxic workplace culture and allegations of sexual assault. Carl Racine, he is that attorney general uh, at the head of this lawsuit who has filed this lawsuit against those parties. He spoke at a press conference when he announced this lawsuit that was filed. Here is Carl Racine on the lawsuit against the commanders and the NFL. We're filing a consumer protection lawsuit, a civil lawsuit against Dan Snyder, the Washington commanders, the National Football League and the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell for colluding to deceive residents of the District of Columbia about their investigation into a toxic workplace culture that impacted employees, especially women. All of that deception was done to protect their profits and their image. With this lawsuit, we're standing up for D.C. residents who were repeatedly lied to and deceived. The idea there being, Courtney, that you cannot lie to and deceive your customers uh, in the name of profits, which, of course, is the allegations here in this civil complaint. There's some notable things in this lawsuit. 
One, of course, being the transparency factor, because don't forget, the NFL has not exactly been transparent with the public at large about the findings of the investigation into the Washington commanders. And Racine is seeking a court order that would force the NFL to release the findings from Beth Beth Wilkinson. Wilkinson. Why do I have a hard time with her name? Wilkinson's 10-month investigation into that workplace culture with the commanders. That's something, obviously, the NFL has very much not wanted to do. There's obviously discovery with the lawsuit. The concern here from the NFL, from the Daniel Snyder and commander's perspective, would be any of that information that it appears everyone has been maybe trying to hide all this time would become public. So what I'm concerned and confused about here, because when I heard that it was a consumer protection civil lawsuit, my first thought goes to this sounds like something that the Better Business Bureau would handle, right? Because you're saying that this organization led a smear campaign effectively against all the women that came forward with allegations and accusations of sexual misconduct, harassment, assault that took place in the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington Redskins organization. And that was all started and it all started to come out in the in terms of like the public's consumption in July of 2020 when the Washington Post put those incredible investigative resources that they have to work and put forward these stories and then the time after that the team deny 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 put out statements denouncing what women you know what the women who were coming forward saying that that all was not true and then you find out that Daniel Snyder the owner of the Washington Commanders, you know, allegedly hired like a, you know, a private investigators to, Mm -hmm. you know, the intimidation factor and all of this. And like it, you know, for me, taking my NFL reporter hat off and and looking at this as a fan, I have to wonder just because I I just truly don't understand, like, explain this to me from your legal perspective. Why should it matter if the fans did or did not know about the investigations? Because I'm sure that many big corporations, Walmart, Target, like any other Fortune 500 company or billion-dollar entity uh, doesn't know all of the discrimination, investigation, lawsuits, all those things going on. Why and what grounds does the attorney general have in 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 the District of Columbia to go ahead and open this against the Washington commanders? Because what I was concerned about hearing, when I remember this thing came out. I was actually on with Chris and Chris the other night, minutes after the report came out that the AG was going to have a press conference on Thursday. Like, I thought this was going to be about the report that the commanders were accused of in keeping two different sets of accounting books, one set that allegedly underreported income and went against the NFL, and the other set that reportedly contained the true numbers. Yet it isn't that that's part of this lawsuit. This is about the workplace misconduct, which is at the forefront of that. Like, what am I missing here? Like, I thought that one was almost like a slam dunk, easy one to prove. Like, how do you end up proving, hey, you misled the public on this? Well, the accounting measures might not have misled the public. They might have misled the league, right, with some of those allegations. And those are murky at best, us sorting through that. But this is about misleading the customer, the consumer, the residents of D.C. and the public. And so here they cited this Consumer Protection Procedures Act, which is part of that statutory code in Washington, D.C. And basically, Basically what it says, it's a law that states it is illegal to lie or misrepresent facts to your customers and the team and the NFL. The allegation is deceived those customers by claiming that they had this fair and independent allegation that they had conducted into the workplace culture of the Washington commanders led by Beth Wilkinson. The problem with the Wilkinson investigation is, first of all, it appears by all reports that Dan Snyder handpicked Beth Wilkinson and that essentially the 
NFL, and again, this is allegations, essentially the NFL allowed Daniel Snyder to have uh, a very controlling hand when it comes to how this independent, air quotes, investigation played out. That's the problem. Also, the problem being what happened during the investigation, and you alluded to it, where there's these allegations that Snyder actively interfered with the investigation, that he sent private investigators on unannounced uh, visits to witnesses' homes, that he essentially participated in, again, allegedly witness tampering and intimidation to try to hamper this quote-unquote independent and fair investigation. And so the idea here from the attorney general is that it wasn't independent, that it wasn't fair, that this is total deception of the customer. And that, by the way, we don't have the findings of that because the NFL has done everything it can to sort of cover up whatever it appears happened in that Wilkinson investigation, because we never got any of those findings as a public at large. Now, immediately now I'm I'm not commenting on the strength of the case. I'm just commenting on where the case is and why this case was brought. Now, there's a couple interesting components here, like Carl Racine is not going to be the attorney general after the turn of the year, I believe, uh, is when his tenure is up. So it'll be up to whoever replaces him uh, to go ahead and pursue this lawsuit. We'll see how that goes. Immediately, I would imagine the NFL is going to file a motion to dismiss, as is Roger Goodell, as is Daniel Snyder, as is the Washington Commanders. They are going to try to get this thing booted as quick as they can, despite the fact that they have these statements out there, we have nothing to hide, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. They're going to try to get rid of this thing because they don't want to have to produce any of that stuff that already the attorney general is going after trying to get access to. And again, that Wilkinson report and investigation being the main component of that. So things could get really interesting where this goes. I think what could be so interesting about this is sort of the transparency factor, because it appears that there's a lot hidden here. I don't know if this case ultimately has the strength, but along the way, there can be a huge disruption here to everything. And it, it, this case doesn't rest on whether Daniel Snyder sells the team. The attorney general has made it clear it would continue forth after he sold the team. So a lot to unpack with this story. Uh, it's certainly one that we will keep you updated on. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.com. Org. Coming up next, we want to hear from you. Give us your one prediction for the second half of the NFL season. It can only be one. Make it good. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
We're having a good time here on Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can give her a follow on Twitter as long as Twitter still exists, at Courtney R. Cronin. You can give me a follow at Amber W. Sports. We are asking you right now, what is your bold prediction for the second half of this NFL season? Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Give us one bold prediction for the second half of the season. That's exactly what Jeremy is going to do. Jeremy is in Minnesota. Jeremy, thanks for the call. What's your prediction? My prediction is that the Detroit Lions are going to mess around and get themselves outside of the top ten for the draft picks this year. Now, Thank are you, you. are you Bye-bye. saying that? Uh, well, all right, Jeremy's already out of here. I was wondering if he was saying that as Jeremy a Lions wanted to light fan. A, he wanted to light a flame or a match and just like blow it up and let it walk away. That's well, a good I do strategy. appreciate. I appreciate a caller that is succinct. I do appreciate yeah. that. But uh, I, yeah, my follow up would have been like, are you coming from a perspective of a Lions fan? Like you're concerned this is what's going to happen because I'm not sure I have that concern for the Lions fan. What about the Lions, Courtney? Would make Jeremy feel like that they are going to mess around? and end up good or much better or improved, frankly, at all in the second half of this season. They're sitting at 2-6 and six right now at the bottom of their division, and they don't look good on any front. Yeah, ESPN's FPI at the moment has them picking fifth. That's where they're projected to be in the draft. Uh, their FPI chance to earn the number one pick is 12.4%. I don't think they will end up you know, being a top three team, top five, top six. Absolutely. I mean, they're scheduled the rest of the way, so they have the Bears on the road. This weekend, they're not favored in that game. And then they go and play the Giants, a team that's 6-2 and two right now. Yes, they're coming off the bye. They did lose to Seattle, but hey, Seattle's a good team. They've got the Bills, loss. Jaguars, eh. Vikings, loss. Jets on the road, loss. At the Panthers, Bears, and Packers to finish out the season. I don't see this team finishing with more than four wins this season. So for them to get outside of the top ten, it would take quite a bit of winning here in this next stretch of nine games, and I just do not see it happening. I don't see it happening either. I feel like if you're a Lions fan and you're vying for a top 10 pick, then you're sitting pretty. Kyle is in Pennsylvania. Kyle, what is your second half of the NFL season prediction? Tyreek Hill's going to finish the season with 2,300 receiving yards and finish second in the MVP voting. I love that prediction as a Dolphins fan. Uh, we're talking about the uh, first player already with a thousand receiving yards this season. Tyreek Hill has been unbelievable. He is on pace right now to break Calvin Johnson's single season receiving yardage record. I could see him being in the MVP conversation. I don't think that part of that take is very outlandish, Courtney. He's phenomenal. What I do think is so surprising, and I say this even as a Dolphins fan, is the fact that it ain't like he's not splitting targets here with another very viable receiver, right? Like, it's not like Tua Tonkavlo doesn't have any other weapons down there in Miami because Jalen Waddle is incredible in his own right, and yet Tyreek Hill is still on this pace. Somehow Tyreek Hill is actually better in Miami than he was in Kansas City, which is bizarre to say. Yeah, and I mean, I know that we saw what Cooper Cup did last year. He was the only receiver in league history to reach that 2,000-yard mark, um, and he went for the Triple Crown, too, and there, you know, that was an offense that was loaded with a lot of different weapons, OBJ, Robert Woods, what have you. I can't see 2,300 receiving yards. I think the safer pick would be just like set the, you know, break the record, do it by a little bit, but 2,300 yards receiving, that's, that's you've got lot. to average like 200 yards receiving the rest of the way just to get there. That seems like a lot. 
this is going to be a hard year again for non-quarterbacks to win the MVP, although Tyreek makes the best case because look at what he's done for Tua. Look at what happens when you provide a quarterback with a speedy, Outside threat, inside threat, wherever you want to play Tyreek Hill. I watched him up close in Chicago last week when the Bears lost 35-32 to the Dolphins, and you can just see how much he changes what a defense does. When you're playing him five yards off every single play, he's going to get his, and I just don't think that many teams can can try to contain him. I mean, when you've got Jalen Waddle in that mix too, it's a really, really hard task. But second in MVP voting? I'll get down with that bullpen. I, I won't I get like down that one. I won't get down with it if he finishes with twenty three hundred yards. Like that would be the if year he that he finally needs to give it to yards, a receiver. Yes, he, like, win, come he on. wins outright. Right but now, second, is, I'm with it. Yeah, right now he's on pace to finish the season with one thousand nine hundred and eighty six receiving yards. The NFL record is one thousand nine hundred and sixty four receiving yards. Again, that was set by Calvin Johnson back in two thousand and twelve. I'd like to get back to your phone calls. Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Alex is in Chicago. Alex, what's your prediction for the second half of the season? I'm saying the Bears are going to go six and two the rest of the way and end up nine and eight and make the playoffs. What? Well, Courtney Cronin. You cover the Chicago Bears for ESPN's NFL Nation. What do you make of Alex's take? You know, Alex, I, I definitely think that it's a you know there's a lot of wow. excitement, there's I a mean, lot of excitement wow. around the team. Thank you, Stephen. No, that was Keyshawn. Um, you know. Weirder things can happen, but when you see how poorly this defense has played because you are kind of half tanking here where you're not fixing the issues on defense because there's just too much to do in a single season, but offensively, you've got a group that can put up points, 33, 29, and 32 in three straight weeks. That December schedule, though, late late November, early December at the Jets against the Packers at home, Eagles and Bills come to town, too. That's a stretch, so they're not going to be winning a lot of games. So 6-2 and two the rest of the way, making the playoffs, I think that that's maybe a next year sort of prediction. I feel like the perfect plan for Chicago is where they're at offensively, where they put up the points and they hang with them and they give their fans something to watch every single game. And then, yet, the end result, still the L, and we'll see where they draft. Uh, and they apparently won't be needing to address that quarterback position with whatever they draft. Ryan is in Denver. Ryan, what is your second half of the NFL season hot take? The Geno Smith gets an MVP vote before Russell Wilson this year. I love that pick. I absolutely love that. It is filled with so many passive-aggressive little jabs there at Russell Wilson. He could never get the MVP vote. And Geno Smith, very clearly a more well-liked quarterback by the Seattle Seahawks organization. I love it. That one's got to be my favorite of the day. Well, and Ryan, with that take, in Denver, so he may not be happy about his own take there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's not an outlandish take. I wouldn't be shocked if Geno Smith gets a N MVP boat? Like, that's it, though, Heck, right? Our, our MVP <laughs> file comes out on Wednesday next week. I write it for ESPN.com. I will be very curious to see what our panelist uh, comes up with because Geno Smith was getting votes when we put that thing out week six. Like, he wasn't in the top five conversation, but mm-hmm. he was in the mix. Now that you have a Seattle team, and if they win this weekend and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Munich, I think he's going to be getting a couple more votes thrown his way. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. Which NFL underdogs will win outright this weekend? We'll rip through a bunch of those games next, trying to make you some money also, which everyone likes money. We're going to do all of that right after Courtney has this word from Vivid. 
It's 11-11, and Vivid Seats is making wishes come true. Our favorite ticket app is giving away $5,000 in free tickets today only. To celebrate that, when you buy 10 tickets, you can get your 11th, th- 11th free thank you to Vivid Seats. Head over to Vivid Seats' Twitter account at twitter.com slash vividseats for your chance to win. They're picking a winner at 11.11 p.m. tonight, so don't delay. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Visit vividseats.com slash rewards for reward program terms and conditions. Let's have some fun breaking down some of these games here in week 10 of the NFL season. This is Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys For this segment, we are going to discuss which NFL underdogs will win outright this weekend. Devin Kane, he's the producer. He's going to help us out. What's up, Devin? All right, Amber, let's start with Houston. The Texans are getting four and a half points taken on the Giants on the road. What do you think about this game? Yes or no? Uh, No, I am not biting on the underdog winning this game. I don't even think the Texans want to win these games moving forward. Courtney, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but we know how this works in the NFL. Also, you know, I don't know if the Giants are quite as good as they have looked, uh, but they're going to look that good against the Houston Texans. They're coming off a bye, so their defense is going to look a little bit healthier than it has been. But this is a Houston team that's won one game this season. I still think back to I'm I'm still irritated about what happened ahead of Thursday night football where Brandon Cooks just doesn't want to play, doesn't want to be part of the team. The next day, he's going to be a quote-unquote professional, according to Lovey Smith in return. Like what is going on down there in Houston where stuff like that is okay? No, this team is in disarray. They're an absolute mess. They're not going to have any chance of winning on the road against the Giants that are 6 and 2 right now. You can miss me with all of that. All right, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks are plus two and a half taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks in Munich, Germany. That is going on at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday. Courtney, will the Seahawks beat the Bucks? Yes, they will, and they're going to do it because Geno Smith can win in ways that I think Tom Brady likes to look at. I mean, he's great under pressure. He's really good when he's getting blitzed. Um and Shaq Barrett's gone for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a big-time loss. So Geno Smith, as we talked about in the last segment with uh, some of the under, you know, the ridiculous predictions for the second half of the season, over, under, all of the things uh, in the mix there. Geno Smith getting his MVP votes, and they will continue to rise after they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Munich this weekend. A lot of people are going with Courtney's pick here because I I don't even really know why the Seahawks are the underdogs in this matchup. Frankly, they have looked like the better team this season. And so I think it's easy here to say, hey, Seattle is going to get it done. This game, though, is really hard to predict because it's in Germany and we have no idea how that's going to play out. We do know that it can be wonky when we're talking about teams playing overseas. I don't believe that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks turned everything around in 45 seconds. I don't believe that that gets rid of all of the problems with the Bucks, but I do think what that did was light some sort of fire under Tom that, hey, he does still have it, even if there's a lot of questions out here about his O-line, about his mobility, about some of his weapons, about the lack of run game there in Tampa of late. So there's just something about this matchup that makes me believe that the Bucks are going to win this game. I don't really know why. I, I know that the Seahawks have been the hotter team. I'm sticking with the Bucks here, so I'm going to say no. All right, next up, the Cleveland Browns are plus three and a half visiting, Amber, your Miami Dolphins. Right, because... 
Will the Browns win? No. Uh, they they should be plus three and a half visiting my Miami Dolphins because Miami Dolphins are on a roll. We know that this is an excellent team as long as Tua is under center and as long as Tua stays healthy. If he starts and finishes the game, the Browns have no shot. The Browns may have a shot if, in fact, something happens and Tua ends up getting knocked out of the game. The record changes dramatically for what the Dolphins have looked like when Tua hasn't been available to finish games for them. But, but I mean, this offense really has something, Courtney. It is, I mean, genuinely... The one of the most I, I can't even say the most explosive because it still makes me uncomfortable, but one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. It's been remarkable to watch as a Dolphins fan over the last few weeks. It feels too good to be true. Yeah, I mean, their offense is remarkable, but their defense isn't. They've given up 59 mm-hmm. points the last two games to the Lions and the Bears. So I don't think my I don't think the Cleveland Browns are in that different ca- of a category offensively than those two teams that I just mentioned. They won't be until Deshaun Watson comes back. So no, I don't think that Cleveland will end up winning this game. But could it be a shootout? Absolutely. Miami's really good in those games, and they've been in far too many of them the last couple weeks. All right, let's do one more quickly. We got the Lions plus three visiting the Bears. Courtney, can the Lions beat the Bears this weekend? Yeah, they can because what? they can because offensively, Lions have actually looked better in the recent weeks. Um, and defensively, the Bears are kind of a train wreck right now. But I still pick the Bears to win in this game. They're at home. The second time they've been favored this year. And Justin Fields is playing really good football right now. They may be a disaster defensively, but on the offensive side, there's hope. Does anybody want to finish this game? Does anybody want to win this game with this matchup? Uh, I think it's possible because the Bears have found a way, like Courtney had told us. They put up points. They make things exciting. That offense is trending the right direction. Justin Fields has been wildly exciting what he's done with his legs. But that defense is atrocious. It's possible, but the Lions are pretty atrocious overall. Tune in to a football doubleheader Sundays. The Chiefs host the Jags, followed by Cards at Rams. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, we have some important college football matchups this weekend. Jason Fitz, of course, friend of the show. You always hear him on Spain and Fitz, 7 to 9 p.m. every night. He's going to help us break it all down next. This is ESPN radio.